Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of A Trophy Life, the official podcast of the Naismith Awards here in Atlanta. I'm your host, Bob Rathbun, and coming up this week, a conversation with Chris Rastetter, who is the NCAA Men's Basketball National Coordinator of Officials. He's getting ready to administer his first NCAA tournament out of the NCAA office after participating as a referee for many years. That conversation with Chris coming up in just a moment. But we've got a lot of watch lists that came out this week, and we call your attention to them not only online at NaismithTrophy.com, but also on our social media channels. And you can follow these great players and coaches as we come down the stretch in the college and the high school seasons. Now, the Atlanta Tip-Off Club has announced the five finalists for the Jersey Mike's Naismith High School Boys Player of the Year Trophy and the Jersey Mike's High School Boys Coach of the Year honor. We also do the same thing for the ladies. That is out. And our Warner Ladder Naismith Women's Coach of the Year late season watch list has been revealed. And there are 15 coaches on that list. And this list includes four of our last six winners, including Gino Ariema, Lisa Bluter, Dawn Staley, and Tara Vanderveer. The men's watch list for the coaches is also out. And again, all of this info is online at NaismithTrophy.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram and keep up with the latest Naismith announcements. Now, our Jersey Mike's news and notes for the week, and we highlight the big games coming up this weekend in the knockdown, dragout Big 12 men's side. Number 19, Iowa State, at number 12, Kansas State Saturday, and number 9, Baylor, goes to number 5, Kansas. The new number one team in the country, Alabama, went to Knoxville and lost to the Tennessee Volunteers. Now, Alabama will be home this weekend. They'll take on Georgia in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. Memphis, kind of a sneaky, tough game for Houston. Number two, Houston will be at home as they take on their arch rival, Memphis. The Tigers are 9-3 and three in conference play. In women's basketball, a big weekend in Tucson as Arizona gets set to host Utah on Friday night, and then they play host to Colorado, both ranked teams, and that will Take place in Tucson Friday and Sunday. Also on Friday night, another Big 12, excuse me, a Pac-12 matchup between number 25 USC and number three Stanford at Stanford. And in the Big East Saturday, number six UConn, after a couple of losses, riding the ship, but they have to go on the road to Villanova. First place in the Big East women's race is on the line. UConn ranked number six and Villanova number 14. When we come back, my conversation with Chris Rastetter. But first, this from Jersey Mike's. Did you know Jersey Mike's freshly grills hot subs right in front of you? It's a Jersey Mike's thing. And did you know I, Danny DeVito, am wearing a very cool shirt? All statements about fresh grilling at Jersey Mike's are true, while statements about Mr. DeVito's shirt cannot be legally confirmed. Nonsense. It's a great shirt. Agree to disagree. I want a second opinion. The shirt is just okay. Who are you? A second, second opinion. opinion. Grilled right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. It's a pleasure to welcome to the Naismith Podcast this week, the brand new, I would say brand new, you took over right there at the start of the academic year, is Chris Rastetter, who is our new NCAA Men's Basketball National Coordinator of Officials, and who this time of year spends a lot of time on the phone, gets very little sleep, and uh, is getting, <laughs> getting ready for the stretch run. Chris, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Bob. I was pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must tell you, Chris, we're we're thrilled for you. Uh, we always hate to lose an official off the floor, but 
this is a natural progression uh, for you and, and JD and all the guys that have come before. And um, how, how is the job going? Is, is it what you thought it would be? Uh, you know, so far so good, Bob, is, is what I tell uh, people when they ask me that. It's, it's very much what I thought it would be. Uh, I really like the, you know, I go around the country and I watch referees work. Uh, you know, I get in the locker room, I get to talk to them, you know, we're teaching, we're talking, we're growing, we're developing. So I really love that aspect of the job. There's some uh, administrative side of it that, uh, you know, you don't know what you're getting into kind of thing. So, uh, but actually I'm enjoying that too. There's a lot of the committees, you know, behind the house that, that put all this thing together, you know, the competition committee, the rules committee, the oversight committee. So I sit in on those meetings and uh, speak up when they ask me to and, uh, I'm kind of enjoying it. Well, we we need your voice because it is one of uh, of clarity and distinction uh, that the, the particularly the rules committee could use, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. But one thing the referees have for both the men and the women, uh, Chris, is a friend in the Naismith Awards. One of the most favorite things that we get to do is hand out our College Official of the Year, and I know you've seen the list uh, the greatest uh, referees that have worked college basketball are included in this list. So we think it is a crucial component uh, to the college game, and we are happy to salute referees and have done so for the last uh, several years. It's a terrific list, Bob, and it's a great tradition. Uh, quite frankly, I, I think it's a goal of most referees to, to get their name on that list. That is fine company indeed. Uh, happy to be a part of that for sure. Got to hand out my first Naismith Award uh, this past year, so I, uh, I was really excited to do that. It was an honor. Well, we appreciate that. Uh, let's talk about the nuts and bolts. Uh, first of all, NCAA tournaments right around the corner. You're in the selection process for referees. Uh, I guess I would think a lot of fans would like to know how does one become an NCAA tournament referee. Oh, I guess that's a good question. There's There are a number of uh, eligibility requirements that you have to uh, check those boxes before anything else. So there's a, a clinic that you have to attend. Uh, you know, there's a background check that you have to submit to to start the year. Uh, we send out, uh, uh, you know, clips of plays. We send out videos. Uh, this year I, I implemented sending out quizzes, you know, little five to seven question quizzes. So all the referees to be eligible need to go online and, and, and do that work. So that's the minimum requirement. Then after that, we get uh, they get evaluated. I have the four regional advisors around the country. We watch games. We, we go to games in person, then we watch them uh, through a video. Um, we have an evaluation process. We fill out the forms. Uh, as a matter of fact, Bob, I'm in Indianapolis this week, and tomorrow I'm meeting with the regional advisors, and we're going to go through the list of all the, uh, you know, the conference sends out, you know, hey, here's here's the referees we'd like you to watch, you know, and look out for. So we go and we watch all of the referees, and then and then we're going to get together tomorrow and we're going to talk about them. Chris, it's a fascinating process. Uh, fans, of course, just see the, the tournament proper when it begins but this is something that goes on practically all year long uh this evaluation process and and you mentioned the teaching aspect of it and uh, and i think that is so crucial and i know you do too and in this day and age 
uh, it's so great that you've got all these video tools to help. I mean, you can accomplish more in an email uh, than the old days when you had to to grind it out, well, you know, the VHS tape and all that stuff. And now, you know, and, and for these guys, you know, you can just pop it in and you can watch plays for hours. Uh, what a great teaching tool. It is, absolutely. Uh, and, and the other beauty of that, you know, we've run everything through a website, uh, RQ+. Plus. So if I have a play, for example, play happened over the weekend, and I wanted to get out to every referee in the country, and, and I don't know if you were on that list, but it'll go to media, it goes to coaches. Hey, here's what happened on this play. Here is the rule, and here's how we should administer that play moving forward. You know, whether they get it right, whether they get it wrong, doesn't matter to me. What's important is, hey, everybody needs to understand this is the proper application in this situation. So, you know, we blast that out Monday morning, and everybody gets it. It's not, like I you am, say, a big, long process. Yeah. yeah. Chris, I am not on that list, so if you would add me, that would be great because I still do my fair share of college games. Um I think education of the broadcast media is crucial, uh, and I know you do too. You'll be working hand-in-hand with uh, CBS and Turner as the tournament gets close, but there's a million other games before that, and I think that the education of the guys who call the games, both play-by-play and color, really can help the fans because if the broadcasters are unclear about a rule, and it can get a little technical, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but if the broadcasters are educated, then that helps the referees because what the broadcasters say, the fans believe. And if the broadcasters get it right, that has to help you guys, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah, and when they get it wrong, it hurts us a little bit. I did a bunch of stuff preseason, uh, you know, video that was all virtual, you know. So I, I did presentations. I showed plays. Uh, we talked about rules. We talked about situations. Uh, I, I gave them my information, so I've had I've had uh, announcers call me or email me with questions, text me, "Hey, did you see this play?" So we had some really good back and forth. And we're it, look, my thing is an open line of communication. You know, we're out there refereeing. There's no hiding from it, Bob. <clears throat> you know, so I, <clears throat> so I always tell guys, careful what you wish for, because when you're on that stage, you know, there's no right. there's no running, man. You're out there, everybody's watching. So, so just own it. But when it happens, let's talk about it. So I'll text guys, and if I hear them say something incorrectly, I'll text them. Say, hey, FYI, here's the rule, and we'll talk about it when we get it right and move forward. It's been a great relationship. I've really enjoyed it. That's great. Uh, of course, the, the one play that got all the headlines over the weekend was the Duke-Virginia play. Before we, I ask you about that, and, and we're not going to keep you too long, Chris, I know you got a million things to do, but if I could make one personal plea to the NCAA Rules Committee – Guys, simplify the rules to help your referees. When you've got to go, as the league put out after the game, when you've got to go to subset D, paragraph J, letter I, I mean, come on. Just simplify the rule book, guys. You you blew the whistle at two-tenths of a second. We had a foul. Come to the table. Take a look. If there's contact before time expired, call a foul. Put the guy on a foul line and be done with it. And that would, it's just, to me, Chris, it would just help so much your referees just to have a simplified rule book. Okay, I'm off my soapbox now. Uh, your thoughts on the Duke-Virginia game? Uh, I didn't see the whole game, and I'm sure it was a fantastic game, but I did see the last play, of course. And, uh, you, you, you pretty much summed it up uh, correctly, Bob. Uh, I wasn't there, so I don't know what the conversation was. 
<clears throat> I think at the time they called the foul on 13, who came from behind the play. So the contact that occurred with 13 was after zeros were on the clock. The ball is still live, however, because it's an airborne shooter. Here's the hey, – hey, look, get in line about the about simplifying the rules. I'll <laughs> add your name to the list, okay? Yeah, I will be your most vocal advocate. <laughs> but uh, the, the rule is pretty clear in that situation. When the ball is in the air on a try, at the end of the game, the ball is still live until – uh, it, it's clear that it's not going to be good. I and mean, to try ends, that's when the game ends. So if that shooter's still airborne, he's still afforded all the same luxuries as he would if it were in the first half. So if he gets fouled while he's in the air, he gets his free throws. And so in that situation, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but you're really getting into the minutia of the rule book, right? Yeah, but, but the fun, yeah, yes, but you have to know that minutia. That's, that's part of the job. Because that play really required us to know exactly how to administer that play, and uh, you know, it's not. And here's the thing: is these things jump out at you when they happen once in you know, how often? When's the last yeah. time you saw this play happen? Never. You know, yeah, exactly. So it, it's happened to me before. So that's maybe why, you know, all it takes one time, Bob, you know, to screw it up or to get bit. And you remember that rule for a long, long time. Right. And, and, and those, those things do happen. I mean, um, yeah, we had a, we had a play at uh, Virginia tech where a kid shot the ball at the wrong basket. And uh, it goes through the, goes through at at the expiration of time. And uh, it was just a mess. And, but you're right. uh, And I want to circle back to your previous point about, having these uh, dispatches every week. Hey, guys, this play is one in a million, but it happened, and now everybody knows. And and in the old days, that was not, that was not possible. So yeah. hooray for technology on that one. But it was, it was crazy. Um, but I, I do think that, uh, again, simplify the rule book for everybody's benefit and yeah. – and the, first and foremost, the officials, you know, they they yeah. got enough on their minds without having to worry about, you know, subset D, paragraph J, you know, all that. But anyway, that's my, my editorial comment. So you got a busy week in Indianapolis. We're not going to keep you much longer. But just know, Chris, that uh, we, we here at the Naismith Awards uh, just wish you nothing but the best. And this is the best time of the year. We're coming down the stretch. The tournament's right around the corner. And for the referees, the players, the coaches, it's the best time of the year, and we appreciate you so much. Well, thanks, Bob. And it is a great time of the year. I find myself, and I don't want to get off too far here, but when I was refereeing, this was all, you know, we're coming down to tournament time, the postseason tournament, the NSA tournament, and and you get a rush. And I thought I was going to miss that. And I guess I do a little bit, uh, seeing the guys on the floor and knowing what's in store for them. But at the same time, I'm starting to get, you know, the butterflies, not nervous butterflies, but excitement type in my stomach thinking about that the tournament's coming and my position this year and how it will be throughout the entire tournament. So it's, uh, I'm enjoying the, the energy that surrounds the tournament from a different perspective. Well, we enjoy it right along with you. Chris, thank you so much. And, and all the best to you, to the staff, and to all your referees that will be working uh, the tournaments. Uh, best of luck and, and have a great, great run. Your first 
one as an administrator after working Final Fours in the past. And uh, all the best, buddy. We really appreciate you taking time. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Anytime. That's going to do it for this week. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media channels. And here on the podcast, please rate and review. Helps us get the word out to college basketball fans everywhere. It's our time of year. We're coming down the stretch. The games are great. And we can't wait to watch them night after night. Until next week, this is Bob Rathman thanking you for joining us. And we'll see you next time.